say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Welcome to the Tangent Podcast. It's great to be with y'all. How are you doing tonight? I'm uh, hungry. Me, me too. And uh, scared for what may happen after you go over today's topic we'll get to, i don't we'll want to get, be ended up on that list <laughs> well we'll get to the fear of both what is coming for our stomachs and the topic in just a minute um but i want to scared. give a brief introduction again to my cousin des uh very welcome guest of the show who's been on what two episodes now um this will be three i think yeah this is the third now so we we love having des on um des welcome and we've got some you, news that Daz is going to help share for us today. So why don't you take it away? All righty, kids. Um, thank you again. Uh, Des Troy, Wrecked Podcast, Assault City Circle Pit, and the Circle Pit Radio Podcast Network, uh, which I got to announce. I'm really stoked on it. We're bringing my cousin and, you know, his good friend, uh, you know, the, this other guy who does the podcast. Into the podcast network family. Uh, welcome, Tangent Podcast, to the Circle Pit Radio Podcast Network. <sighs> I was just kidding, Jack. I love you too. Uh, nobody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, very, uh, I yeah. appreciate it. Very exciting so we're collab. Just, uh, we're stoked because you guys are one of the more um, research based uh shows that we're gonna have on the network and we're le- leaning towards more of those we've got our comedy shows down we know we know how to be god dang hilarious uh and you guys know how to be hilarious and teach people things so you know yeah. it's a good collab <laughs> yeah we're we're stoked as well so everyone go check out um again circle pit radio on facebook on anywhere you can get podcasts they've got multiple shows so there's wrecked um that's Dez's podcast. There's another one that I listen to called That Bites. It's really good as well. A couple other ones on the network. And then your boys. So go check it out. We're super excited for the collab. And it'll give you a mix of different different things to go listen to. So, so some exciting stuff for the pod and for the network as well. Definitely. And uh, we have... There's an episode of Wrecked with Austin on it. And... On that uh, episode, we did another little recording for our Patreon where we talk about today's subject matter, um, just so everybody knows. So Ooh. if you want to check that out, that is on our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash circle pit radio pods. But you can also check out for free the episode Austin's on. But uh, I don't remember the number right now. So you can look at that in the description. It was sometime, I believe, around Christmas last year. So probably ninety uh, something. I think it was. Think. Yeah, it was Decemberish time because I want to say we were talking about new. No, it was Halloween time. That's what it was. Because um, you guys were doing some different Halloween stuff. Probably eighty something then. So, episode eighty something. I'm trying to remember what we discussed on that episode, and it's I forgot we even did the subject matter for today. So 
<laughs> that that's only on the Patreon thing. So really, your secret is safe behind yeah. a singular dollar wall. And that was pretty, <laughs> that was a pretty pretty brief too. So, um, oh yeah, you brushed over it a lot. So uh, I'm sure today we're going to go into much further detail. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So well, let's go ahead and uh, get to. And I'm sorry to hear about our own suicides. Yep. <laughs> Harsh. Uh, uh, again, any any ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of Jack Milne. So, uh, oh, yeah, yes. you're right. You're right. We actually uh, here's question. You said we have one uh, other thing besides the main subject matter. Are we doing that before or after the main subject matter? Well, let's get to the sandwich and then we will do the one other <laughs> thing. I guess there's two things. There's the sandwich and then there's an encounter that I want to share as well. So, which because the audience doesn't know what we're talking about by saying let's get to the sandwich just makes it sound like we're crazy. <laughs> the sandwich is a code name similar to the football when dealing with nuclear uh-huh. weapons. Yeah, the sandwich. The sandwich is a code name for a sandwich from Wendy's. And Ooh. usually we try energy drinks on this pod, but my wife the other day said that we should try the ghost pepper chicken from Wendy's. Because Jack and I have done a couple food things on the podcast. Did we actually yeah. record did we record anything with the meat mountain from Arby's or did we just eat that before? No, we just ate that before. That uh, was it, long. That we were still at conservice at that point. That was like the beginning days, but that was a mistake. And then we did that sour candy. And I think those are the only two real like food things yeah, we've ever sour done. Sour candy wasn't even very sour. Yeah, it like was like a warhead and that was it. But Today we have the ghost pepper ranch chicken sandwich from Wendy's that has ghost pepper ranch sauce, ghost pepper flavored cheese, and onion straws as well. So let's go ahead and see how spicy this is. Because the last time I ate ghost pepper crap, it, it was wings, and they sucked balls. They were so hot. And Des has had the same ones, and he can attest to it. But um, This is Wendy's. I'm really, I, I, I think this is going to be jalapeno level hot. It's not going to be yeah. that hot. In the regular consumer market, I think it'll be pretty mild. But let's go ahead and give it a bite. Yeah. It looks good. And while you guys dive in, I'm going to tell a story about Austin's childhood. <laughs> um, so we, I've always been into spicy things. And, you know, we've always been family, which is weird. What a weird coincidence that is. Um, Crazy. I know. But we went to have family breakfast one time. And he saw me dumping hot sauce on my food. So Austin decides he's going to submerge his food in hot sauce. Was this it? Chicks? It was Chicks Diner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and your dad was like, well, now you got to eat the whole thing. <laughs> Goodness, how old was and, I? I was like seven or eight, probably. I was young. Yeah, you were young. You were real young. But I just remember the look on your face when you got about the third tabasco soaked bite in and i was like this kid's oh never my. gonna eat anything spicy again <laughs> i remember that i was vividly. wrong yeah i, I, I do too because your face was priceless and bright red <laughs> well, i remember my dad specifically being like you're an idiot i paid for these eggs like you're gonna eat them <laughs> you're gonna yeah, finish like, them you're gonna eat them <laughs> and right, I love, that's got some spice tabasco. to it it does a little bit yeah I would say it's just past jalapeno level, but I would not say it's ghost pepper level. Nah, maybe habanero. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's pretty spicy. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's more than I was expecting. But it, it's oh no, it's a good sandwich. Yeah. I went Chicken's and uh, my my girlfriend got me the nuggets with that ghost pepper sauce and just the sauce. That's a tasty treat right there. It like is good. it's good amount of spice mm. and the flavor is really nice. That's when that's enough for you to. You know, feel like, ooh, that's hot. But, like, not enough where I'm, like, in pain or anything like that. Definitely. I'm not reaching for my milk quite yet. It's not that spicy. Mm. You're not crying because your dad's going to make you finish it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shout out to Dez's girlfriend, though. She's legit. And she's on Wrecked as well. So... Yeah, she's on Wrecked Podcast and a, a bunch of the... There's like three Patreon shows and uh, one where we go uh, talk about the Bible. That one's really fun. Or we we drink wine and talk Bible, baby. So you're going to love it. <laughs> What's that one called? Uh, holy Water Hot Tub. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like Jump that. in. The holy water is fun. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make holy water? Uh, you boil the hell out of it. But um, <laughs> Nailed it. Well, cool. Um, yeah, I, I like that. That's a solid sandwich. Um, chocolate milk is also good. I just took a drink of that. Good old True Moo. So, oh, True Moo sucks, dude. What? What? Dude, the True Moo whole, the True Moo, uh, like low fat isn't great, but the whole milk is delicious, dude. The best chocolate milk is Darigold. I mean, I can't. Darigold chocolate milk is second to none. I can't argue with I, that, but I can't in any good conscience say that True Moose sucks. I think you're both wrong. You're both wrong. Both are respectable chocolate milks. <laughs> true Moo does have a creaminess about it that you can't get from most others. That is true. But the greatest chocolate milk in the world, at least that Des has tried, <laughs> uh, is AE Chocolate Milk from Iowa. It wow. is amazing it's it like tastes like you're drinking a chocolate bar it's so Mm. freaking good did you have it in iowa yeah uh every time we go our friends give us some and i have a friend who was trucking through there and he brings me some too so i think you can get Mm. it in iowa and the surrounding states but that's about it is that when you went with your band you drank it there yeah, we've every time we're on tour, uh, they they know we're gonna come a few weeks ahead, so uh, we have a select set of friends that always bring us chocolate milk. It's the weirdest thing. Some nice. bands get like drugs and women, and we get chocolate milk. Dude, that's the best option. That really is. And though. I sorry, I said that wrong. Chocolate milk and women. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, genius. Friends that bring you food are the best. I used to. It's true. I used to be friends slash date this girl in high school that lived right on the side of a golf course. And any time that Ooh. I would go play golf, she'd be like, just call me and I'll bring you like a sandwich or a meal or something. And so whenever I'd play golf and I'd like be near her house, I'd just call her and she'd bring me a sandwich and like a juice out and just hand it over the fence. And it was great. Wow. Those are the real ones, man. They are. Shout out to the real ones. <clears throat> Not as cool as getting chocolate milk and girls at a show, though, so... That's true. Mostly the chocolate milk. The girls are just nice company. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I wanted to get into this crazy encounter that an anonymous friend shared with me. Recently. Was it Steve? Steve? No. Yeah. Like, oh. like Uncle Steve? No. No, I just kind of picked a name. I was like, white oh. guy name. Boom, Steve. Nope. My dad's name is Steve. It was actually huh. uh, Milton. We'll say it was Milton. Um, oh, he's he has a red stapler. <laughs> good, good reference. Um, Thank you. Well, so this happened in a location that I frequent almost daily, and so it freaked me out. But this is what happened. So it happened in the bathroom. <laughs> I frequent that more than almost daily. <laughs> more than um, almost daily. <laughs> And uh, if it happened in the bathroom, that would suck because then I would not be able to frequent the bathroom that much anymore. But um, no, so this I'd never heard an encounter like this before. So it weirded me out. So Milton, my friend, uh, it happened in the workplace. And so one night Milton goes to work because he forgot his wallet or something, forgot it at the office. Right. And so he goes in. No one's there, obviously. It's like 9, 10 at night. So, And this just happened within the past week, I believe. And so very recent. So middle of summer, it's dark by this point, but it's late. And so he goes, and the office building is located like not in a super busy area of town. And it's kind of like a like a more, not dodgy area of town, but like an area where if you go there late at night, you might want to like lock the door behind you. <laughs> so he goes in. He's just like looking for his wallet or something. And he hears something in the back of the building. So he just walks back there to see what's going on. And he said the bathroom door opened and he sees himself exit the bathroom. Uh. And he was in the exact same clothing, same hat and everything. And so he said it just looked like it took him aback. At first he was scared because he thought like, oh, goodness, someone's in here, you know. But then he notices that it's him, like a perfect mirror image of himself. And he said he just looked at him and... He winked at himself, so like this other iteration of him winked back at himself and then just like walked out of the building and disappeared. And he was like thinking, am I like, am I going crazy? It's late at night. Am I tired? Like, what is going on? And the building that we're in is brand new, so it doesn't have security cameras in it yet. And so there is there's no way to go check the footage or anything. But he swears up and down that it was a direct copy of him that he saw what may may i real quick please um so i mean we've talked i believe before about other subject matters i may be an expert in that y'all might not be drugs (laughs) um so this sounds familiar you know like I've winked at myself and not done it. If you know what I mean? Like I've seen something like this. I don't, this isn't a guy that would like, I don't know, say eat a suspicious fungus. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I know. I know where you're going. Cause that was my thought too. No, not at all. Like, like, cause this literally seems like a moment that I've, <laughs> I've actually experienced those like you're describing something I've done right now because I have been trippy dipping and seeing myself on the other side of the room and then give myself a quick wink. And I'm like, Whoa, man, <laughs> you know, 
and then I'm watching Kanto. <laughs> that movie's got to be weird when you're tripping, right? Because it's already kind of colorful and weird. Oh um, yeah, man, that movie is magical. But anyway, the point is, it sounds like he's on. It sounds like drugs to me. Um, I would say, I mean, there's always that possibility. I'm 99.9 percent sure that that's a no. Somebody drugged him. So, I mean, he had his faculties about him enough to drive to work. So, <laughs> and if I, nothing else happened and that was the only thing, I feel like, so, you know, if no, you were so, tripping. So, so the story, oh, the story isn't quite. Oh, it keeps over. going. Oh, Just, great. There's, there's one more thing. So, so he oh, sees Lord. this, he sees this iteration of himself, right? And the first thing that he tells me is he thinks, like, it's late. Like, I, I, I'm probably just tired or something. And so he brushes it off but he's still really weirded out. So then he just goes back out to his car uh, immediate, you know, a couple minutes after or whatever. And he sits in the car and it's like one in the morning and he has like two or three missed calls from his wife and like a bunch of missed texts and stuff like, where are you? You know, what are you doing? And so he had lost like two or three hours of time, but he'd only been in the building for maybe like three or four minutes. <clears throat> and was, Wait, was that not part of the lost time? Like, was was the lost time in the building or not in the building? In the building. So he goes into okay. the building to find his wallet. He sees this person come. He sees himself come out of the bathroom, right? And the way that he explained it to me was he was so, like, scared and dumbfounded by this that he kind of froze. And just, like, he, like, watched the figure exit the bathroom, wink at himself, and then the figure left out the door, and he didn't see where he went, you know, didn't like see him after that because he just was still in the building. But um, then he like grabs his wallet or whatever. Maybe I don't know if it was a couple minutes after, if it was immediately after that he left, but he said it, he was only in the building for max like four minutes. And then he went out to his car and he lost like two or three hours of time. <clears throat> Ooh. Oh, <laughs> and <That's> so <laughs> he said he went home and he woke up his wife and he told her and obviously she was like kind of skeptical about it, but she believed him. And yeah, so that was the story. And I, Dang. I've, I've known this guy for like a year and a half now, and I wouldn't expect him to be one to like make make stuff up like this. And so yeah. the way that he told me, you know, when someone's telling you a story, and you can just kind of feel that, like. This guy is reliving this as he's telling me right now. Like, it's kind of one of those experiences. So it gave me chills, too, you know, because he's telling me while we're in the same building. <laughs> and I'm like, this oh, yeah. is this is freaky. And so I haven't, I haven't been back to the building since he told me. But, <clears throat> um, but yeah, that was the encounter. And I thought it was super weird. The first thing that I thought of, like, theory-wise is overlapping dimensions or something. Maybe he saw himself in another dimension, you know? But it's oh, weird oh. that... He, but it's weird that he winked to himself like the other him knew what was going on or something or like acknowledged oh, yeah. like, hey, I know, you know, like he he kind of told me that when he winked at himself, it wasn't like a casual or like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like malicious wink. It was like, hey, man, you're cool. Like, I know what you're going through. He told me he's like, I could feel myself kind of communicate with myself like, hey, I know you think this is weird right now, but like, don't worry about it. I think That's I weird. think your theory your theory sounds about right because um much like the uh classic DC comics uh timeline of a flash of two worlds um 
Let me anyway. just push my glasses up the bridge of my nose here. Oh, good. I'm glad you could hear that because I literally did that motion even <laughs> though I don't wear glasses. Um, no, so like in in Flash comics, they explain that basically like the Flashes all can help each other through each other's certain problems because their lives are on certain parallels. Mm-hmm. And like it's them, but it's not them. But they can feel each other in a certain way, if that makes sense. Like Ooh, you're saying, like, like he could, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like he could feel the intent of the wink. Like, hey, mm. this is a positive, yo, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think Austin, you're yeah. right. It's like a parallel universe layer, like an onion or an ogre or a parfait. Everybody love parfait. <laughs> Parfaits are delicious. Yeah, so crazy story. I like that a lot, and uh, it creeped me out, but also not too much because he just saw himself. But it's still like yeah, at least you know, you know he it, his his you know doppelganger didn't try to like choke him out or something. You know, yeah. <laughs> he walks out of the bathroom with a steel chair and boom, <laughs> and here comes me. <laughs> he just hears this like his own voice booming through the building. Here comes Austin with the steel chair. You know, this is kind of part of what you're talking about, but I just want to lay out my theory so it's on record for the world. Uh, But my whole theory right now is that, like, we do live in a multiverse that has many of these layers with parallels. But in some universe somewhere, Ezra Miller is actually the Flash and ran so fast that they traveled through time and now is messing with their our world's version of Ezra Miller who is just playing the Flash to ruin our DC cinematic universe. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Real, so yeah, our Ezra is a bad Ezra, but only because Flash Ezra that really has powers is messing with us. But the, the point is Wally West is the best Flash. Carry on with your show. All right. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks for, thanks for bringing in the, uh, the fan, the fanfic there. We, I don't know anything about that. So thank you for providing that, that wonderful insight. You know, one of your listeners knows exactly what I'm talking about and is like standing on their desk at work right now going, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just one. There, there's one, a, there's exactly a couple one. listeners I can see that would be doing that. Yep. I love it. Anyways, carry on speed force. So, uh, this episode has been one that I've wanted to do for a long time. One we actually did a long time ago, but Somehow or another, the episode audio got corrupted, and so we were never able to release somehow. it. Somehow. Somehow. So if it gets corrupted again, there there will be some serious speculation and further belief in this conspiracy. I and think I think the file corrupted itself is the thing. We just didn't have cameras on it at the time, and the security guards were gone. <laughs> it uh, hung itself in its... In its uh, in its folder on my computer, yeah. Exactly, that's what happened. So the conspiracy that we're covering today is the Clinton body count, or the Clinton kill count. And this has been one that, to me, has more, like, cases to it. Like, some conspiracies, um, like, it's just one thing or a couple of things, you know. Whereas this one, there are multiple... Basically, what the Clinton kill count is, is Bill and Hillary Clinton 
um, former president, former speaker of the house or secretary first of state. First black president. First black president. Yep. Billiam, Billiam, William Clinton. Yep. Um, William. And he did Wait. not have sexual relations with that woman. I was going to say probably the yeah. first president to not do that in the Oval Office. <laughs> um, or probably not the first president to allegedly not do that in the Oval Office. Um, you said not too many times. I'm scared. But uh, so what this conspiracy is, is that Bill and Hillary have orchestrated the murder or quote unquote suicide of a lot of people surrounding their business ventures, their political campaigns and their lives for reasons that we'll go over in this podcast. But it all stems from them supposedly or allegedly being involved in high level corruption in the United States government and their business dealings as well. And so that that's what the conspiracy is. There are counts of upwards of close to a hundred in the mid to high nineties. Some counts say in the sixties of people that have died uh, mysteriously or um, very suspiciously that have been in direct contact with the Clintons or um, just around them. Right. So a lot of people involved in their campaign, security guards, um, people involved in fundraising, um, a lot of an uncle that got in their way. Yep. <laughs> a lot of alleged mistresses of bill, things like that. Right. And so we'll go over a few of the, the notorious people that have died. <laughs> either being involved with or even investigating the Clintons and what they've been involved with. So a little bit of backstory. We all know, we all know Bill. Um, he was the 42nd president of the U S served from 1993 to 2001, right before George Bush took over actually between the two George Bushes. And before he became president, he was the governor of Arkansas. So he previously served as a governor from 79 to 81. And then he served another term from 83 to 92. And then he was also the attorney general of Arkansas before he became the governor. So he's a member of the Democratic Party. And he kind of brought in a new philosophy to the Democratic Party that hadn't really been seen in the past. Um, He was what was called a new Democrat. So little more progressive in his policies and things like that. <laughs> so bet you didn't know old Bill could party like that. I'll show you a new kind of party. <laughs> Did Bill Clinton just hop on this podcast? You're damn skippy. <laughs> he knows Anyways, too much. Uh, let me tell you about how I roll my cigars. <laughs> well, Bill, why don't, why don't you tell us how many, how many body count, how, how many bodies you've bagged there? Uh, let me tell you, I got a song that uh, written by a guy named Lou Vega. It goes one, a two, a three, four, five. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You guys take it away. <laughs> so uh, Bill's wife, Hillary, Hillary Clinton, I believe that's her middle name, Hillary Clinton. Um, Hillary? Old bag. Yep, old bag, Hillary, old bag, Clinton. Yep. Uh, she is also a... Uh, very prominent politician as well. She served as the Secretary of State, so I was right. Secretary of State under the second black president, Barack Obama. And then she, she was also, also served as a huge buzzkill in our marriage. 
She also served as a raging bear <laughs> her whole life. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, so she was a first lady as well. And then she was a senator from New York from 2001 to 2009. So right after leaving the White House as a first lady, becomes a senator. <clears throat> right. And so they've been involved in politics at a very, very high level since the late 70s. Right. And um, <clears throat> so all of this conspiracy and people mysteriously dying that have been involved with the Clintons goes back until the 70s. And so there's so many cases that we could go over, but there's a few major ones, and I'm going to give these in chronological order as well, um, of some people that have died that are very close to the Clintons, either have a very direct tie, like firsthand friends, um, you know, uh, Co like co-workers things like that so first one takes us back to 1977 a woman by the name of suzanne coleman and she reportedly had an affair with bill clinton while he was the attorney general so he served as attorney general for two years until 79 so this would have been at the very beginning of his term as attorney general and so supposedly she had an affair with him and she died of a gunshot wound to get at the back of the head that was ruled a suicide. Of course. She was also with child when she died. So she was pregnant and it was oh. reportedly Bill's baby. So that's even more oh. sad. So that's what the theory hope. that she was going to out him as a cheating bastard. And so they had her killed and the baby as well. You'd be surprised how many suicides are a gunshot wound to the back of the head. More than you think. Real. Right? Or two gunshot wounds to the back of the head, as we'll see in a little while. Which Also, well, I know this is the wrong time, but Shawnee just brought me a pina colada, and I I really want to do the two pina coladas, but it's the wrong time because of this dark and sad subject matter. What about... <laughs> if you like pina coladas... And getting caught in the rain. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, these are all great songs. Don't get me wrong. And that's totally what I'm feeling right now with this delicious Bev. But it's just not appropriate because some lady just got shot in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll move back to the sadness then. Um, Excellent. Envelop me in it. <laughs> okay, so that, that was 77. Jumping ahead nine years. So there were a few in between there, but we're not going to go over those. 1986, Judy Gibbs, she was a former penthouse model who was reportedly having an affair with Bill also. So what a stand-up guy. These first two are having affairs with him while he was the governor. <laughs> so Didn't know Bill got down with the penthouse models, did you? <laughs> so he was the governor at the time. The affair came to an end when her brother-in-law, so Judy Gibbs' brother-in-law, was arrested for child rape. And his house was raided by the by the feds, and he supposedly had taken some secret photos of their affair, Clinton and Gibbs affair, and oh. was holding it as blackmail, basically. I don't know if Bill and Judy knew that he had these photos, but he had beef on them, right, supposedly. So under sworn testimony in court, one of Clinton's staffers at the time claimed that Bill had disclosed this affair to him while they were flying into town or out of town on an airplane. So the airplane was really low as they were leaving the airport and they flew over Judy Gibbs house. And Bill basically told this guy like, Hey, you see that house down there? There's a penthouse model that lives there. And I've been 
having an affair with her. <clears throat> and so after I can't this keep happened, it in his pants. I mean, right? I mean, who who wouldn't though? If you if you can literally spot <laughs> your girl's house from the plane, like <laughs> I would be like, see that house that's right a, there? This is where that's I do a power dinner. move. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. If you can find the house from an airplane for real, or I bet he's just like, you see that city block right there? Everyone, everyone on that city block. I've been having an affair. Her house just happened to be on that block. That too. And if I was renowned rock musician, Billy Gibb in that plane with him, I, I would first think there's no way this guy is going to be president one day, but also I would think that's pretty rock and roll. Wait, did you say Billy Gibb? Like Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top? <laughs> yeah, because okay. that's the first thing I thought when you were talking about her brother. I was like, no way. That penthouse model's brother was in ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't think I, I would I, I wouldn't I would hope that Billy Gibbons wasn't involved in a child rape case because I love ZZ Top, but. Um, oh, I forgot about that part when I was making him out to be a, such a cool guy in the plane. Billy Gibbons, we love you unless you've uh, been involved in child rape. Then we don't. Um, yeah. So so this one isn't over. So they fly over her house. He tells his staff member that he's uh, basically romping in the hay with this lady. And then he testifies that in court. And so then Gibbs house, she died of smoke inhalation in a house fire during the time that these rumors were going around about their affair. Uh, The weird part about this house fire is that she was found on the ground level of the home, very near to an exterior door and an egress window. Egress window is just an escape window, one that's sized for you to be able to escape. So she was found on the main level right next to an exterior door and an escape window. Um, but she died of smoke inhalation. The fire chief also said that he was really confused why she couldn't escape from the home because the fire had started on the opposite end of the home from her bedroom and she had called to report the fire. And so they think that she obviously she'd probably woken up from the smell of smoke or, you know, something like that, that woke her in the night and then she calls to report this fire, but she can't escape and it's on the other side of the house. Like it's, it's weird. And then she's found right next to a door. So they also believe that the fire was started intentionally. Uh, I couldn't find the cause, the official cause for the fire that was released, but they do say there was some speculation that it was started intentionally. Oh no. So uh, moral of the story. It was the book of matches next to gasoline that really did it. (laughs) Moral of the story, don't be a penthouse model and sleep with the, the future president of the United States. Yes. No, 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 do those, do those things. Just make sure he's not married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. so you're make, saying it's Hillary that's doing sure all he's this. he's not Bill Clinton. Dude, have you seen Hillary? Does she look like a person what? that would murder people? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Listen, do you think gonna... she's involved as well or he is involved as well or, or, or do you think it's all her? She's no, definitely no, no, no. the mastermind. Dude, okay, let me no. send you this picture in the group chat and tell me she doesn't look like Chancellor Palpatine from Star Wars. Um I think I think first off, I think it's a bit of both. You're both kind of right because I think a lot of the times he's killing people to make sure that she doesn't find out because she <laughs> will do worse. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 
he's trying to this, these are technically mercy kills because she's gonna have him tortured and shit much like the I emperor not like that so he's That's doing it world. he's sure. he's he's murdering people under the guise of saving his wife from the the atrocity of finding out that he's having an affair is that the theory we're running no, with he's saving them from a more painful death oh <laughs> from having to deal with hillary <laughs> Yeah, like, trust exactly. me, this is better. He's like, she would shove bamboo under your fingernails. I swear, you're better off dying in a house fire. I want you to Pokemon go to the polls. Like, come on, uh, uh. you know it'd be pretty bad. <laughs> well, so that is the second case. The next one, this one's crazy. So this is one year later, 1987. Two boys named Kevin Ives and Don Henry. Now, they're not the only ones involved in this case, but this case is called, quote-unquote, ran over by a train. <laughs> and so... At about That's also f- the name of my first blues album. <laughs> <laughs> ran over by a train. Let's jam that at the, the party next week. Dude, I'm so down. We should do, like, a two-man jam bass and drums, and we'll call it Cities in Texas. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All I like right, it. I totally like it. down, dude. Why don't we just name that yeah. our album Cities in Texas? That could be a that could be a freaking banging blues album, dude. Cities in Texas. That is pretty cool. And no one will get the joke, and I'll never release the reason. Let's but make anyways, it happen. I, yeah, super down. <laughs> Carry on with your you know what were we talking about, Clinton? <laughs> Ran over by a train. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like singing about it is also not good considering the story but um yeah so so (laughs) they're coming for us for sure so kevin ives and don henry are the two involved in this one Uh, and then many others as well so about 4 a.m august 23rd 1987 there was a 75 car 6,000 ton union pacific freight train with a bunch of workers on it that and the train was more than a mile long so it's a big ass train and it is rolling, going more than 50 miles per hour, going to Little Rock, Arkansas. So they spot... Rolling around the bend. They they spot two boys that are lying motionless on the tracks about 300 feet ahead of the train. And a mile-long train, you're not stopping, right? And no. so they say that the boys were also partly covered, that their bodies were partly covered with a green tarp. And so the the workers claimed that, but the police, upon investigation, never found a tarp. None was ever recovered from the scene. But nearby, they found a twenty two caliber rifle and a flashlight. And when the train was coming, the workers said the boys didn't move at all. Obviously, they could hear the train. They're on the tracks. They can feel the train just from a couple hundred feet. Like, that's that's nothing in distance, right? Like, that's like a couple seconds and the train's there. <clears throat> And so the train slams on the brakes, but it's it's not stopping. They honk the horn. Um, and then they didn't stop. The train wasn't able to stop for another thousand feet or more after it ran over the two bodies. And so, um, they call the police law enforcement comes to investigate. And about 45 minutes later, they, the police come to the scene, but they never find this tarp that was supposedly there. And so, man, that the, they, they those boys were killed 
with the train trying to stop and it didn't stop for another thousand feet. I don't want to die like a skid mark, man. Right? Like that's, that's gotta be up. that's got well, that here's the thing is they didn't move, they didn't jump out of the way. Um we'll get to we'll get to a little bit more on that in a second. So law enforcement arrives about an hour later, forty five minutes later, and they didn't find this tarp. And they talked to the parents and supposedly the boys had snuck out the night before to go hunting, like night hunting. So they had this gun, they had this flashlight and there was a hunting technique called spotlighting, which is where you go out at night, you shine the light suddenly in the eyes of your prey and then it kind of stuns them and then you shoot them. And this hunting technique was illegal. I, let me find the ages of these kids. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, they knew better than to shine lights at deers. They were 16 and 17. So they're teenagers just out hunting. And I mean, they're from Arkansas. I'd imagine that a lot of that is backwoods, you know, and that's just what you do growing up. You go hunting. And so, yeah, they were doing something illegal <clears throat> um, out at night, which they shouldn't have been doing. Hunting and, is illegal? Well, this type of hunting is where you go out at night, and shine the light, stun the deer. <clears throat> um, Why is that illegal? I don't know. I think it's, it just because it gives you as a hunter a bigger advantage. Kind of yeah. like how you can't you can't bait bears with chocolate anymore, or else you get like a huge fine. Yeah, it's basically just, like you temporarily weird. It te- like it temporarily just stuns and blinds the animals, so it makes it way so, easier to kill them. It's, so you're telling me it's illegal because it's unsportsmanlike. Yeah, I know, yeah. but the gun is totally legal. Like, come on, dude. Like, I, 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 All right, that's fine. I'm not a big hunter, so I don't know any of this stuff, but I think that's weird. It's like, if it's going to die, uh, why does the law care what happens to it before it dies? Well, I think I mean, there's... Dude, this, this, this is almost my exact argument for why I think performance-enhancing drugs should be part of sports, but, you know, that's... it's. It, I just... yeah, let's see what the human body can do. Pump it exactly, full. Let's, right? let's see how fast let's, that we can get him. I know. I want to see the flash out there running down the track. I don't care about Hussein Bolt. Anyway, <laughs> not the point. I want to see a strong man on, you know, on a bunch of meth seeing what, what damage he can cause. I don't know. It's, like I someone think... hulking out in the middle of the ring. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer we need two Olympics. The clean Olympics and the the drug Olympics. Olympics and then add some regular folk in there for comparison too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just to see how much somebody like, yeah. See how lame you are compared next to this guy who's been roiding out for like 20 years. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on lap one when they're finished with like their sixth lap or whatever. Jack, after, this... after our investigation of crop circles, you and I could go uh pole vault in the, in the regular Olympics. Ah, yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, so back to the hunting, Jack, I think one of the main reasons that it's illegal is one, the time of day. So shooting stuff at night, you can't really see what's behind and at night, like at night. Oh, that's fair. So it's like a big thing that you have to wear like blaze orange when you're hunting. So that's one thing. Um, but then also just avoiding the merciless killing of animals too. Like I get that hunting is one thing, like um but going out and i i don't believe they had tags i don't know what the tag situation was back then either but a lot of hunters would go out at night because they didn't have tags and didn't want to get caught or whatever you know so 
those are those are a couple reasons uh, to help control the deer population. I'd guess is why it's illegal. But yeah, I, I share your sentiments though too. So they're out hunting, and um, <clears throat> so let's see where was I? So then they get this this state medical examiner. His name is Doctor Fami Malik. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, not Rami Malik, but Fami Malik. Um. He ruled oh, the, the guy from Queen? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Freddie Mercury 2.0. Yeah. Not not him. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it was his dad. I don't oh. know. But um, he Ooh. ruled the deaths an accident as a result of marijuana intoxication. And Des, maybe you can speak more to this, but he said that the boys had smoked the equivalent of 20 marijuana cigarettes and fell asleep on the train tracks. Wow. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> okay. First off. Wait, what year is this? This is 1987. Okay, first off, 1987 weed, eh, you know, it's like a quarter of what we have now strength-wise in your lowest level. So, but still 20, if we're talking 20 joints, which I would imagine is about today's equivalent of like 10 joints, that's uh, not, I, w- I would feel the train tracks vibrate, man. I think I would hear... The commotion, brother. Like that's if, that's if BS. You're, if you're that high, though, like, could you be like, this vibration is really making me vibe with the universe or something? <laughs> like, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> see, maybe, maybe if it's like their first time, like your first time ever having any kind of anything. Here's the thing, like, though. Your first time, you can go out and smoke twenty doobies, like. <laughs> I I felt like I could have, but I don't think that I could have. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I don't know. I, here's the thing: if it were me, who I've never smoked pot before, I would probably try it and be like, "This isn't fun. I don't, <laughs> I don't want twenty more of these." Like, <laughs> that's that's how you can tell. That's how you can tell you've never smoked pot. Number one. Number two. Um... <laughs> I would get the paranoid high. Okay, I know I would. I know I'd get paranoid. With that kind of attitude, yes. But um, no, I think, number one, it's just like a lot of people will use drugs and things to say that people were like flacked out of their mind and weren't able to feel the world around them. But like if any, if you're somebody who's ever been on the marijuana, number one, you're not going to just smoke 10 to 20 joints in a row just cause Uh, And number two, after about an hour, the effects of whatever marijuana cigarette you're on start to dissipate. So they don't really like, it doesn't like stack. You can only get so high off of regular joints, if that makes sense. Uh Like you can only be so hydrated, you know, Um, like it's not that kind of a high. It's like saying a Tylenol makes you unable to hear, you know? Yeah. Well, I can so... still feel I can still feel the world around me and I know what's going on. I might wake up real hungry. Boy, I could tell you that much. I'm gonna be real hungry. It's it's mm. happy, hungry, sleepy. See, That's about it. There's no way they would have laid on the tracks and gone to sleep. Twenty joints, they're they're going to McDonald's to get a burger. Like <laughs> exactly. They're they're more off to like what can we eat as opposed to we're just going to lay down in the forest. It's going to be Kevin I mean, Ives and Don Henry go to White Castle. That's what we're That's that's oh, in there. 
Also, train tracks aren't, I feel like, would be like the least comfortable laying <laughs> option of of everything they had. Like, go find a grassy spot, you know? And it's, it's also true. like, <laughs> you're, covered, you're covered in a tarp. Like, if I'm, I, I would imagine, this is me speculating, right? And Des, you can laugh at my speculations of what I would do when I'm high. But I'd be like, Love I want to see the stars and I want to see the universe. I'm not going to lie under sense. a tarp. You're actually 100% spot on. Like, because that stars and things on things like psychedelics, like mushrooms and acid, is amazing and it's beautiful. Even on just marijuana, if you're, you know, new to it, it's gorgeous. Everything looks beautiful uh, with a little bit of marijuana. So, uh, yeah, you're 100% right. They're going to want to look at stuff, they're going to want to be aware of their world. And like passing out somewhere uncomfortable, that's an alcohol thing. Um, if you're super duper drunk, you'll pass out, you know, anywhere. It doesn't matter. You could be curled up on a ball on the sidewalk. Don't matter. But if you're high, you're like, where's something fluffy? I need a love sack. Can I get a bear as long as it's curled up and fluffy? I also think these boys are sneaking out. They're teenagers. Uh, if you're going to smoke... I mean, yeah, maybe smoke 20, but you got to go home, too. And your parents are probably going to smell that on you. Just just yeah. a thought. But the parents, the parents did not accept the theory that they smoked 20 cigarettes and just, uh, like, decided to take a nap on the tracks. So Good. Um, they decided to conduct their own investigation of the case. And so in doctor in 1988, they had a doctor named... James Garriott, he came up from San Antonio and was going to offer a second opinion because he was very skeptical of the marijuana theory. Um, Good. And he said... Professor Snoop Dogg is right. <laughs> so he was skeptical, so he got a second autopsy done by a medical examiner from Georgia named Dr. Bert jo Joseph Burton, who found the equivalent of one or two joints, not 20. Um, so after this second investigation, a grand jury in the state ruled the deaths a probable homicide, but they couldn't prove that definitively that it was a homicide. But with the tarp, um, they, they ruled it a probable homicide. Then later... As part of this secondary investigation, the family had the bodies of the boys exhumed so that they could do more investigation on them. And they it was discovered at that time that Don Henry's back and the shirt that he was wearing that day contained evidence of a stab wound to the back. And that oh. Kevin, Kevin Ives' skull may have been crushed in by his rifle. And so then the ruling on the case was changed to definite homicide or definitive homicide. Um, uh, okay, did uh, I did right. I miss this, or did I forget, or have we not gotten to how these two are connected to the Clintons? So I'll I'll get there. I'll get there in a few okay. minutes. Okay, all right. I was just making sure I didn't miss it. Um, but first off, always follow the pot evidence. If 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 <laughs> marijuana is ever used as a cop out like that, get a stoner on the case because they will tell you that's that was stupid. Good. Yeah, I'm glad they followed the pot evidence, or as I'm calling it. The marijuana evidence. Marijuana evidence. The pieces are there. We just need to put them together. 
Yeah, we're not gonna, so carry on. <laughs> Why don't we spend the rest of this podcast putting them together? <laughs> okay. Um, the we so, div- oh, go ahead. The dividends. We dividends. You know, I think I think we need I think we need some weed to uh, help us solve this mystery. <laughs> that was a bong sound. What was it was... really? <laughs> Close enough. It's pretty good. Um. So one side note to this: Don Henry's father, one of the boys that died, he noted that he did not believe that his son would have risked his gun getting scratched by laying it in the gravel. Wow. So apparently he took very good care of his gun. <laughs> okay, Some people so, really like their guns and baby them like that. So um, here's how they are reportedly connected to the Clintons. It is theorized that Kevin Ives and Don Henry reportedly witnessed Bill Clinton, who at the time was the governor, I believe. Yep, he was the governor. This was during his second term that they somehow witnessed him engaging in drug trafficking operations at the nearby airport. So that <laughs> trafficking is trafficking those drugs right into my house. <laughs> and, and so um, they supposedly had some beef on him that they had seen him trafficking drugs. So the following people also had information on the Ives Henry case, whether it was um, them, also knowing about the drug trafficking or them knowing about Clinton killing these kids. So they had some knowledge of this case were involved in it somehow, like they were investigating the case or they knew the boys, something like that. Right. So they had some tie to this. So there was, um, uh, Keith Coney. He died when his motorcycle slammed into the back of a truck in July, 1988. So about a year later, (laughs) there was Keith McCaskill he died and was stabbed 113 times in November. Oh my gosh! Ooh. I didn't. There's know the not even that, that much, much space, space on a human body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another one we'll get to in a little bit that I think has that I, if I remember right, has a lot of stabs too. So then there was. Well, great- like to- Hold up that that one with the multiple stabs. What was the ruling on that? Uh, Suicide, obviously. Murder. Yeah, it was murder. Okay, good, good. I just there's a very famous case in black metal where the lead singer, well, the bass player of a uh, Mayhem got stabbed like 20 times and the guy got like self-defense or some shit or manslaughter. Wow. Involuntary so, manslaughter. Yeah, so I I always wonder about those things. I'm like, how in the Oh, it's how- probably negligent homicide. That's that seems like the most likely. Hmm. <clears throat> Okay, um, so there was Gregory Collins. He died of a gunshot wound to the chest, January 1989, front of the chest, they ruled. Um, okay. Then Jeff Rhodes, he was shot, mutilated, and found burned in a trash dump. His body was cut Ooh. into like seven or eight pieces, I believe. Um, that was in April 1989, so about two years later. James Milan was found decapitated. However, the coroner ruled his death was due to natural causes. What? Yes, I mean, you can't naturally live without a head, right? Like, it makes sense, I if, guess, but how if many my head fell off, I'd probably die too. Of. <laughs> naturally. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, you know those natural decapitations you see all the time? I was with my Aunt Franny uh, last weekend. <laughs> And she just, just fell nat- off. naturally decapitated it, fell right <laughs> off. 
It just we started sliding off to the side, then plop. I was eating my Subway sandwich, I'll never forget it, it had jalapenos <laughs> on it. And, uh, you know, her head just plopped right off. Bird pecked at it, too. Yep. Yep. Um, Natural decapitation. Okay, so there's James Milan. Then there was Jordan Kettleson. He was found shot to death in the front seat of his pickup truck in June 1990, so that's about two years later. Richard Winters, he was a suspect in the Ives and Henry deaths. He was killed in a setup robbery in July 1989. So there are at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least nine people, including the two boys that died as a result of this case. So another strange thing with this case is about a week before the boys died, there was a man in military fatigues, like a military uniform that was spotted pretty close to the train tracks where the boys died. And there was a police officer that attempted to stop the man and kind of question what he was doing there. But when he attempted to stop him, the man opened fire and he managed to escape. It was nighttime, so he escaped into the night. And then on the same night that the boys died, a similar looking man dressed in military uniform was spotted nearby the location as well. <laughs> and so um, there was a prosecutor on the case named Dan Harmon who was working to... Look oh my into gosh, the, the guy case. that made Community and Rick and Morty? What? Dan Harmon's creator of the TV show Community and, and Rick and Morty. Oh, and, is he? Yeah. So if he created just... Community, that means he had a hand in creating Miles Morales' as Spider-Man because it was inspired by uh, Childish Gambino. Wow. Was it huh, really? Full circle. Yeah. They, uh, it's a long story, and I'll send you a TikTok about it. But basically, Childish Gambino is the reason we have Miles Morales. Huh. That's fun. Yeah, I could see it. So it's he like does a circle. Look like him. Yeah. Isn't there Good an stuff. episode of Community where he dresses up like Spider Man or something? Yeah. Well, that actually, I'm just gonna screw it. I'm just going into the story now. Um, so there's a there was a campaign to have him play a live action Spider Man. During the move, right before the movies that had um, Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, um, and anyway, they campaigned to have it done. It was like a big online thing, and it never happened. So, in response to it, uh, he wore a Spider Man shirt in a couple of episodes as like a shout out to the fans, like "Hey, thanks," you know, hmm. at Marvel to create the character Miles Morales, the Black Spider Man. Um, and part of the whole Spider-Verse thing. And now we've most recently had these Miles Morales Spider-Man movies, which are some of the most amazing uh, animated movies to come out in recent years. So, yeah, thank thank Childish Gambino and Community. And Dan Harmon, who also created the very famous Harmon's Grocery Store. <laughs> great grocery store. So, you know. great, so he was, was also, also killed by uh, Bill Clinton. Along with all of that, so um, he was a prosecutor on the case. He was later arrested for dealing drugs. So ironic that he is investing this case about drug trafficking, gets arrested for dealing drugs, and he is one of the people implicated in the murder of the boys. Um, Keith McCaskill, one of the guys that the guy that was stabbed a hundred and something times, he was also implicated in the murder. 
Um, but they never found his attackers. There were several other other witnesses that I wasn't able to find names of. It just says several under, other individuals who came forward claiming to be witnesses of either the boys' murder or this drug trafficking by Bill Clinton also died under mysterious circumstances, most of whom had their autopsies provided by the same Dr. Malik who said that the boys smoked 20 doobies. Um... Doobies? Am I saying that right, Des? Doobies? <laughs> Actually, Dubois. It's, it's Dubois. <laughs> that, I know you're not serious, but I love that. <laughs> am I saying that right? A doobie? <laughs> That's great. Or like, am I saying that correctly? Is it nugget? <laughs> Good stuff. I love it. So, um, So, kind of mysterious, though, that this doctor he was involved and some of those people that I listed were some of those witnesses that died, right? Keith McCaskill, he was one of the guys that was implicated. So it, it was questioned whether his death of being stabbed a bunch of times was like a revenge killing. Like, Oh, you were, you were like responsible for these boys deaths. Let's kill you, you know, like a revenge killing or something, but we'll never, we'll never truly know. I don't think <laughs> so. Okay, moving forward, after the ran over by a train incident, there is August 1991, Danny Casalero. He is an investigative reporter <clears throat> who was investigating the goings-on at the Mina Airport. So this Mina Airport, that's the airport where the boys supposedly saw Clinton trafficking the drugs, right? So the same airport, uh, four years after they died, Danny Casalero is investigating this as well. And he's also investigating the Arkansas Development Finance Authority, so a government agency in the state. He was found in a hotel room bathtub, having slit his own wrists 11 to 12 times during the time that he was conducting his investigation. So he bled out profusely. Okay, then 1993, two years later, there's Paul Wilcher. He was an attorney investigating the same stuff at the same Mina Airport. He was found dead on the toilet in his apartment. Um, sad, Elvis sad, now. but yeah, just maybe he just he just clenched a little bit too hard. I don't know. Um, ate too much Taco doing, Bell. Died doing what he loved. He ate that uh, ghost pepper sandwich from Wendy's and then just, <laughs> just clenched a little too hard. So he had delivered he had a, a what was that? Then he had a frosty <laughs> that did him in. It was the frosty. Mm-hmm. always does carry on um so he was investigating that same corruption at the airport and he had delivered a report of his investigative findings to the then u.s attorney general janet reno three weeks before he died it was determined that he was killed elsewhere tied in the fetal position and then rigor mortis set in and he was then moved to his apartment and placed on the toilet which if i were gonna um make someone think I killed somebody. Yeah. I'll go throw his body on a toilet. Right. That's logical. Right. Wouldn't that be the first place Uh, you would think to place a dead body? Definitely. Right. So I'd say ice cream truck, but that's just me. I I would say maybe drop him off a cliff for a building. That would maybe be better, you know, also Um, good. Which, which building like a big building. Yeah. I mean, a couple stories, right. I would imagine. I'd go with the Key Bank Tower downtown Salt Lake City. You know, that thing is real high up there. I've been on the top of that one, and you drop a body from that. I don't know if you're coming back. Yeah, Yeah, you're good. Yep. So 
how did you get on the top of the key bank building? Was that for work? Yeah, we worked oh, there a lot. Okay. And we've nice. just someone was like, You want to go up on the roof? We're like, Yeah, we want to go on the roof. I just remember when I was in elementary school and we'd sneak up onto the roof of the elementary school because we knew where the ladder was. And that seemed really high, too. And that was like 20 feet. Yeah, Um, dude, like 50 stories is a bit much. Yeah, I've been up 13. That's the most I've ever been on a roof. And that was that was pretty high. That was like seemed pretty high, too. You drop a water balloon off of 13 stories and it sounds like a gunshot (laughs) when it hits the ground. I'll tell you that. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, also, Why you can carry more water balloons. Actually, it was more like it was 13 stories to the top floor of the building. And then from there, it was like three or four up to the roof. But you can throw paper airplanes really far from the top of a roof, too. I'll tell you that um, they, they <laughs> go for a while. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to start doing that. It's fun. It's, uh, <laughs> why not? Uh, here's what you should do. Make tape like four pieces of paper together. And make a giant paper airplane, and then if you have like little business cards for your band or your podcast, you shove them in there, and then you throw it off the building, and then all the cards just flutter into the crowd below. Beavis, this is one of the best ideas that you've ever had. Free marketing, free marketing. Okay, this actually, it's not. It's not free. If you do that, you owe me royalties on the the returns. Okay, not you because right, your cool, family. Well. Anyone else though that uses that idea? Keep me in mind. So, all right, sweet. Okay, so guy dies on his toilet. Uh, they rule it a suicide. Well, they tried to make it look like a suicide, but a body does not go into rigor mortis in a sitting position when it dies. It's supposed to fall over, right? So, they found it odd that he was still sitting on the toilet instead of having fallen over. And so, <laughs> you know what? Some days I'm amazed I'm still sitting on the toilet instead of falling over. <laughs> yeah. Valid, valid. Yep. Sorry, sorry, you left it wide open. <laughs> um, so, so uh, the police at this point told the family they brought in the FBI to investigate it because this guy was deep into a corruption investigation with major political members. And so the FBI agents told the family that they didn't want any part in investigating the case because they had seen, you know, multiple people die as a result of this case, all with this Mina airport. So again, the boys that got ran over Danny Casalero and then the toilet dude, I'll give him a name. I'll give him some dignity. Paul Paul Wilcher. (laughs) Paul Wilcher, <laughs> Paul Toilet Man Toilet Wilcher. Dude. Yep, that's what they called him in college too. Ironically, uh, okay. So he lived on a toilet and he died on a toilet. It's only fitting. Um, Live by the bowl, die by the bowl. So in 1993, same year, Ed Willie is his name, Slick Ed <laughs> Willie. Um, he was involved in several Clinton events as a fundraiser. So he helped. Uh, with money stuff for Clinton's campaigns. And he was found deep in the woods in Virginia with a gunshot wound to the back of the head, ruled a suicide. And he died that the same day that his wife, Kathleen Willie claimed that Bill Clinton uh, very sexually groped her in the Oval Office. So this is when he is just brand new to president 1993. So um, again, his wife comes out claiming Sexual misconduct against the president. He dies the same day. Gunshot wound to the back of the head in the backwoods. <laughs> so 
Fast forward a year, May 1994, Kathy Ferguson, who is an ex-wife uh, of an Arkansas state trooper named Danny Ferguson. That sounds familiar. Danny Ferguson. Is there a famous it really Danny Ferguson? Does. Maybe I'm thinking Danny, um, Danny Elfman. That's a oh. composer. Isn't he the dude that did uh, Danny Hartman? Is that the dude I'm thinking of? Danny I do not know. The Fairly Odd Parents, right? Something like that. Phil I, Hartman. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't. Danny I don't know. Phil. I don't know. There's Dan, Danny Ferguson. I don't know why it sounds familiar, but it's Danny Ferguson. Okay. So, um, so Kathy Ferguson, his ex-wife, she was found with a gunshot to the head in her bedroom, ruled a suicide, but she had several packed suitcases as if she was getting ready to go somewhere. And um, her ex-husband, Danny Ferguson, he was a co-defendant with Bill Clinton in a case against a woman named Paula Jones. That was the case that ultimately led to Clinton being impeached in the House. And so Kathy, the ex of this trooper, who was Clinton's co-defendant, she was a corroborating witness for Paula Jones, the other side. So ex-husband and wife are battling it out legally in court against each other. Husband's with the president on this Paula Jones case. The wife is with Paula Jones. She's found dead with a gunshot to the head in her room with all of her stuff packed, ready to go. <clears throat> so the theory there is that she was trying to expose Bill Clinton and they had her killed. Okay, fast forward yeah, one month. Sounds pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, there's everything about... So I've got a lot of these cases. There's still a few more we're going to go over to um, through four more. But everything about these specific ones that I pulled out was the direct, direct tie to mostly Bill Clinton, right? I didn't really find any with Hillary. But these are pretty direct like first person ties to Bill Clinton. <laughs> okay. So, Seems like old slick Willie's got a hard time keeping his Willie to just Billy. If you know what I'm talking so about. He was so his nickname was slick Willie, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Okay. So 1994 in June, just a month after Kathy Ferguson dies, there's Bill Shelton, um, Arkansas state trooper and fiance of Kathy Ferguson. So he was openly critical of the suicide ruling of Kathy and he was found dead at her grave with a gunshot wound. And that was also ruled a suicide. Good Lord. So if you did kill that man, what a statement to stick him at his wife's grave, right? That you also killed. And that's like a big middle finger to everyone involved in that case. For hell. Okay, so then two years later, 1996, Ron, man by the name of Ron Brown, he is the Secretary of Commerce and a former chairman for the DNC, or the Democratic National Committee. Is that right? Convention. I do Convention. not know. Convention, that's right. Thank you. Um, and so he was the chairman and Secretary of Commerce. He had made a bunch of trips to Vietnam on behalf of the Clinton administration. So this is when Bill is the president. And it was rumored that he had accepted a $700,000 bribe from a prominent Vietnamese businessman. And the bribe was so that he would lift the embargo against Vietnam so they could trade with them. And he died in a mysterious plane crash 
on April 3rd, 1996, while he was flying in, into Dubrovnik Airport in Croatia, <clears throat> and a forensic pathologist that was close to that examination of that plane crash revealed that Brown had what appeared to be a gunshot wound in the top of his head and that he had actually died before impact. The official Ooh. story that came out is that oh, x-rays oh. revealed that that wound was caused by nothing more than blunt force trauma to the head as a result of the crash. But how they differentiate between blunt force trauma and a bullet wound to the head, I don't know. But a forensic pathologist theorized that it was a gunshot wound. I would think that there would be some way that you could tell, though, that it was a bullet. I mean, I don't know. If you if you, you crash think. and your whole head is screwed up, maybe not, but... So here's a, here's something that's just going on inside of my brain that kind of feels like that stoner thoughts meme. <clears throat> but uh, if you you know the statistics of like suicide nationally and stuff, it is only going up, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is it is tragic. And I don't mean to make a humorous point of this, but it's but um, our also our uh, forensics is getting better. So all of these that we're calling a suicide, right? Where they got shot in the back of the head. Nowadays, if we were to look at those cases, maybe they wouldn't so much be, um, but the suicide rate is still going up um, exponentially. And I'm saying a lot of those old suicides probably weren't a suicide. So I think the suicide problem now is like double, maybe triple of what, how bad we think it is. Just saying, think, Think about that little perspective that my brain just thought of. Right. Well, one thing that you just made me think of is in talking about this and even laughing at some of these rulings, right? I don't mean to make light of suicide at all because it could be very possible that a lot of these people did commit suicide. I know that's a really very real struggle for people, right? And so I I don't mean to, if they actually did commit suicide, like discount that for them and their families at all, or anyone going through similar things, but you got to look at the ridiculousness associated with a lot of these, right? In in most cases, I'm very positive their families uh, also don't believe that it's actually suicide. So Mm -hmm. we're, we're not, we're not trying to disrespect in any way. Definitely. And I just think a lot of them, like you've pointed out, are to the point where it's like it doesn't appear to be suicide. So that's what you're pointing out. And I think your audience can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Ron right, what's Brown, next? So Ron Brown, that oh, guy right. died in the plane crash. Right. Um, right. right. Same year, 1996, a woman by the name of Barbara Wise. She actually worked really closely with Ron Brown and a man by the name of John Huang. He worked for the Department of Commerce as well. So he worked with Ron Brown. So Barbara Wise, this lady, worked with both of these men in the Department of Commerce, and she was involved in a scandal with the Chinese government and a company called the Lippo Group. And this Lippo Group is a company for which John Huang had also previously worked for. And Barbara Wise was responsible for providing over $100,000 in illegal campaign funds from the Lippo Group to the Democratic Party. And Huang, John Huang was found guilty of a felony conspiracy charge for violating some campaign finance laws as well. And he got only one year probation and a $10,000 fine. So when Huang left the Department of Commerce, 
He went to work as a fundraiser for the DNC as well, and he still held a contract with the Secretary of Commerce. Um, and he was working with their international economic policy advisor, Charles Meisner. So Huang was able to keep all of his security clearance when he left his job, and he remained in contact with agents from the Chinese government that this Lippo group and this all-illegal campaign funding they were involved with, the Chinese government. So Charles Meisner, this guy that he was working with, who was the International Economic Policy Advisor, he died in a plane crash as well, and there were reports that that plane had been tampered with. I didn't see how. Um, but then Barbara Wise, this lady, she was suspected of leaking Department of Commerce documents that were classified, and supposedly these documents exposed the illegal activity and espionage that the Chinese government was doing with John Huang and Charles Meisner. So Barbara Wise found out about their illegal activity and was going had leaked these documents to expose it. Um, Aha! And her body was found... Uh, completely nude, dead, and she was bruised from head to waist, and she was locked Jeez. in her... Get this. She was locked in her Commerce Department office. Um, oh, Dying so, at work? That's awful. So, they... Investigators said they couldn't determine a cause of death, like an exact cause, but her body was completely bruised from head to toe. Um, but her office didn't show any obvious signs of foul play. So what another big middle finger, right? To throw her in her office? Like that's yeah, what that's, that's kind of screwed up. Like that's weird to me. Like, aren't you just kind of like I feel like that's a big Well, what if they the committed the killing at her office? In her office. Maybe she True. stayed late that night and came to visit and just whoop bam. True. Just like just like Catwoman. But um <laughs> What I'm thinking here is maybe it was like a subtle F you to her because like no one wants to die at work. Work is the worst place to have your final moments. So maybe, you know, you just bring her back to work because like, yeah, F you. You get to be back here. I know how much you hate it. Maybe. Or maybe it was the people she was involved with. I just think that if it was the people she was involved with at work, that's a pretty big tell of leaving her in her work office. Like. You were going to expose what we were doing, so we left you in the place that we're doing all this illegal stuff. Killed you. It was like know. a message. Yeah, like sending a huge message, but also like giving yourself away big time, I feel like. I don't know. Um, uh, I see. But again, her office didn't show any signs of foul play, so either they cleaned it up really well or they killed her somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So, okay, then jumping ahead two years to 1998, a man named James McDougal and this <laughs> school, that's, a, that's a fun name james mcdougall mcdougall dougal mcdougall i'm going with it definitely mcdougall mcdougall oh, that's mcdougall james mcdougall Mc, james mcdoobie yep um <laughs> am, I, am i saying that right doobie am, am i saying that right Mc, <laughs> mcdougall yeah um <laughs> so he was a man who was uh, a partner with bill clinton and convicted in the whitewater scandal so this was one of the bigger scandals that the Clintons, Bill and Hillary, um, were involved in. And it was a real estate thing that happened. So um, basically what happened, the Whitewater controversy was a controversy where Bill Clinton had invested with 
this man, James McDoodle, Mc, McDoodle, <laughs> um, <laughs> in some real estate and it was a failed business venture. And, um, I, I don't know all the details about it, but there was some claims that Clinton had pressured McDougal into providing, um, illegal, an illegal loan or no, he had pressured basically this financier, like a financial guy into providing an illegal loan for the McDougal's. Um, and, um, so there was, it was a failed real estate investment that they had. They were trying to build this nice community, like a living community. Um, and it, there was supposedly a lot of illegal stuff going on and the McDougal's Susan and James, the guy that died, um, were, they were married. They were both convicted in this, but the, Clintons never were convicted. <clears throat> What's weird is that four days before Hillary was supposed to testify in court about this, a building in, um, I believe, Oklahoma that had some documents about this case blew up. There was an Oklahoma bombing by an anti-government like terrorist guy that drove a truck oh, up next man, to the building really? with a bomb in it and blew up this building. Um, I didn't but, know we were going to get into that. That's awesome. But here's the thing, though. PolitiFact said that they're not connected at all. So so who what? knows? But but apparently all the documents that would have like indicted Hillary in this case or basically like corroborated all this evidence against her were burned in the bombing. <laughs> so no. James McDougal, he's this he's convenient. Clinton's, he's Clinton's partner in this failed deal. Right. He died of an apparent heart attack while he was in solitary confinement. Remember he and his wife were convicted in this deal. So he was a key witness in the investigation um, of a man named Ken Starr, who was investigating the case. Um, Ken Starr was also the man who authored the report that led to the impeachment of Bill Clinton. And he was a severe um, thorn in the Clinton side during all of this controversy. So he helped get Clinton impeached in the house, um, but was also investigating him on the white whitewater scandal. And James McDougal was his key witness in this investigation. So it's also important to note. So he died of an apparent heart attack. McDougal was also on 12 different medications. He had a high level of Prozac in his system that was found on autopsy and his Prozac. Prozac What's is Prozac? like an antidepressant drug. Prozac. Um, it is a. Oh, I'm thinking of Prilosec. Oh, the Prilosec that's the heartburn OTC. one. Yeah, Prilosec OTC. It's good stuff. It's like maybe you just had all that heartburn. No, yeah, Pro antidepressant. Okay. Prozac, if I remember correctly, Prozac is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor or SSRI antidepressant. Fluoxetine affects certain chemical messengers that communicate between brain cells and help people with depression, panic, anxiety, or obesive, obsessive compulsive symptoms. Dude, fluoxetine? Just, I give my dog fluoxetine. That's just off the top of my head, but what do I know? Um, I almost named my dog fluoxetine. What? She's beautiful. You should have. Thank beautiful you. name. I know. Anyways, carry on. Um... <laughs> Are you, are you, uh, how many beers deep are you? <laughs> Actually, you know, no, that was a solid joke. I, I almost named my dog Philosophy, and that's pretty good. Uh, no, uh, 
though Shawnee did make me what's called a dirty banana. Uh, she's hanging out with her friend in the other room, and they are making fun frozen blended drinks. Like chocolate milk? Kinda, yeah. It's it's like that, but with <laughs> rum in it. Oh. And a sounds, banana. Sounds fun. It's really good. It's tasty. Um, but no, I, I would just, you know, I thought the fluoxifene was a good joke. Shut up. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. We got one more. Hang hang on with me for just a couple more minutes. Um, fluoxifene. Oh, actually two more. Sorry. So, um, so sorry. I'm, I lost my spot on my page here. Um, <clears throat> There is a man by the name of John F. Kennedy Jr. Who, he died in a plane crash. Very notorious death in 1999. July 16th, 1999. At night. The cause of the crash was at night. Um, The cause of the crash was officially reported as a pilot error. So he himself was licensed to fly under what are called visual flight rules, which are um, like, I believe, night flying regulations. You have to have a certain license to be able to fly at night. And when the plane crashed, it was dark outside, but he was still legally able to be flying under the conditions that he was flying in and had done it many times before. So his death came 10 days after then First Lady Hillary Clinton made her first public moves to run for a soon-to-be-opened U.S. Senate seat in New York, which she did end up winning. John F. Kennedy Jr. had also publicly declared his intention in running for the Senate seat as well. So the theory there, at the same time, they declare their interest in running for the seat, and Hillary has him killed so that she can get the Senate seat. Because she did, she did get it. Um, So... Then we move to what is probably the most notorious name on this list. And that is the name which we subtly joked yeah, about G. earlier. What? Never mind. What that, was, that was a bad joke. I said B.I.G. The, oh. the notorious yep. B.I.G. Notorious yeah. B.I.G. Yep. Hillary it straight was... up popped him. And um, where did he die? Fluoxephine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Is, is that what I almost named my dog? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the years of overeating and bad exercise habits that killed Notorious B.I.G. It was Hillary Clinton. Nah. <clears throat> it was um, bullets. Yeah. <laughs> um, That'll do it. I'm telling you, he couldn't run away. It's it's Good his point. years of years of bad health and overeating. Um, you know what? You know what? Something no one ever said to him. Good hustle. <laughs> <laughs> no one was ever like, wow, you know, that Biggie Smalls, he can really fucking freaking run. <laughs> I messed it up again. I can't do one show. You're fine. You're fine. Um, There needs to be two F words for it to be R rated, right? So we're good. We're still good. Exactly. Um, That's two of them. F yeah. All right, so here is the next name, and it's one we will all have heard of, Jeffrey Epstein, the man who 
uh, very famously died in his prison cell of supposed suicide while the cameras were conveniently shut off and the guard was asleep. Was that the story that he had fallen asleep? Um, I think it was he was asleep or he was off duty or something like that. Yeah. And those cameras shut off for like 11 minutes and then he hung himself in his cell. Um, Jeffrey Epstein. What was that? That's awful convenient. Plus, I didn't know it only took 11 minutes to fully figure out how to kill yourself. Right. Um, so he was in prison because he had been charged with multiple counts of sex trafficking. And there is the large conspiracy of the ex- Epstein Island sex trafficking network, right? Where people would go to Jeffrey Epstein's Island and be involved in sex trafficking of children and there's the famous like Epstein Island plane list of all the celebrities that flew out to his island. But it is known that he was pretty good friends with Bill Clinton. Um, and a he, little too good of friends. Yeah, a little too good. Um, who knows what old Slick Willie and Jeffrey were doing in that Oval Office? Um, so he visited the White House a lot when Clinton was a president. Who knows if he was like a financial advisor to him? But um, they were they were. Um, you know, well acquainted and good friends with each other. So um, it is theorized that Epstein supposedly suicided himself or was killed because he was going to come out as like a plea bargain deal and give out names of people that had been involved in the sex trafficking with him. And Bill Clinton was supposedly on that list. And so to get a lighter sentence or to get, you know, something out of his time in prison epstein was going to come forward with all these names and clinton was on the list and so they had him killed to save their spotless reputation (laughs) which that that's the most recent right and maybe not even the most recent i feel like there have been a couple that have popped up in the news since jeffrey epstein died but um that's the most notorious and recent name that i can think of on the list of the clinton bodies that has died they had, again, a very direct and very well-documented relationship with Bill Clinton. I think it's a mixture of, like, he's killing people that might threaten his, uh, you know, marriage hoax and people who threaten the career of his lady, Hillary. Yeah, I agree. Like, obviously, they want power, right? They want money and power. And goodness, how much money have they made, like, on the public speaking circuit after they were in politics? They've made millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Millions and millions of dollars from the power that they've amassed in politics and the, like, notoriety and fame. So For sure. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think it's to protect their reputation, right? Because how many other people do you know that are famous that have this or not even famous that have this many people? Let's see. I only covered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one names on this supposedly massive list of people. Connected to the clinics Only? that died. If all of my friends started dying of gunshot wounds, I'd be like, am, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I <laughs> am I a part of this? Like, you know, like... Is my BO that bad? Yeah. Like, 
Did I really? Did I, I say? Did I say something to offend them? Or <laughs> like, yeah, I'd have started wearing a long time ago. Right. Like, it's so weird that they have this many direct ties, and there's so many more too that I didn't even cover that you can go find online. Like, if you look up the Clinton kill count or Clinton body count conspiracy, you'll find lists. And granted, some of them on those lists are stretches. When I say there's like upwards of 90 people, some of those are stretches, but there's lists of like 60 people where it's like every single one of them had a direct tie. They were a bodyguard for the Clintons or worked on their campaign or one of them had an affair with Bill and was going to come out, you know? Like, it's just crazy to me how many direct connections there are and how many gunshot wounds to the back of the head you have surrounding these two people. A lot of gunshot wounds to the back of the head. I tell you what, that's a lot of people thinking about the same kind of suicide. Yep. So, um... That's crazy. So, yeah, it, it's a, a crazy one to look into. Again, look into it at your own risk because <laughs> they're they're always watching. Um, the point is, no matter how hot their daughters might be, stay away from the Clintons. Do they, they have hot daughters? No. I, I, I don't know. Do yeah, they have yeah. daughters, period? Uh, I know Chelsea Clinton is one of their daughters, and she looks a lot like Hillary, so I would say no. Oh, um, never mind, never mind, never mind. Yuck, yeah. yuck. Let me, just let me stay just, away from them. Let me send you a picture of old mother and daughter here. Uh it is not fun. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, there's a local podcast, probably probably one of the best podcasts in the state of Utah. Chelsea and Noel go to hell. Um, it's a good show. One of the hosts looks like a young Hillary Clinton, and it is it is both sad and hilarious. So I highly recommend you guys look at the side by side they have of her on their Instagram of Chelsea from Chelsea and Noel go to hell paired to a young Hillary Clinton. Chelsea. Let, let's see. They're side by side on Instagram. Let me go see. Yes. On their Instagram. But uh, it's just coincidental. Cause I didn't know that their daughter was named Chelsea. Um, but also I wouldn't ever put money on her to be a hot um, uh, daughter. Seeing as their parents are bathed in the blood of the innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoa, dude! I, I'm looking at that picture now. That is, uh... it's wild, isn't it? Huh. It's crazy. Especially because I consider Chelsea to be very pretty, and Hillary Clinton to not be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you take off those glasses, they'd look more like. But what's uh, Chelsea? She looks super familiar to me. I feel like I know her. Maybe I, I don't know, but. She's a bit of a local celebrity. Um, I will say theirs is probably one of the top podcasts in the state. Uh, you can check out episode, I think, 88 of Wrecked Podcast that they're on. I listened it's to one of our that one recently. Ones. That one's good. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a conspiracy. Uh, this is one that is always popping up in pop culture as well. So maybe the Clintons are secret super assassins killing the world's elite and not so elite, or maybe they're just your everyday run of the mill ex presidents and politicians. Who knows? What do you guys think? What's your theory? Do you think they're having people killed or do you think they're not? I think they're demons. I think she's a demon. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. She's a demon. 
Hundred uh, percent. She she ain't human. There's something something. I don't know. She's cursed. She's she's Satan. That, uh, that she first picture of her I sent in the chat. Like, Dude, look at that. It's disturbing. You tell me there's any good behind those eyes? There, there's not at all. You know, it's rare I get to say this to people, but I think you guys are being a little bit much. Um, I think they're just murderers. They're just murderers. They're just bad people. Those happen. And, you know, one day we'll get to take our revenge on them. Maybe. Who knows? They might kill us all. But the point is I'm staying away from anyone named Clinton. I'm even staying away from funk legend George Clinton. And I've mm. always wanted to meet him. I'm just just in case, you know, because that's not good. Nice. Well, the Clintons are uh, are weird. Let's just state that. And thanks for tuning in. If you guys... uh have any other beef on the Clintons or any other cases we should cover, definitely let us know. Again, go check out the rest of the Circle Pit Radio podcast network. We will link those pods in the description of this episode. And welcome to that network as well. So go check out those shows. And again, thanks for listening. We love you guys and appreciate all the support. Oh, yeah. Bye, Thank everyone. You. Bye.